From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Somewhere near the end of today's conversation, I misquote the poster I have sitting in my office. It reads, always be yourself unless you can be Spider-Man, then always be Spider-Man. Not sure how I got that one wrong. Either way, it brings up a good point. Remember that one time Spider-Man sought vengeance for the death of Uncle Ben or Aunt May? What valuable lesson did he learn? With great power comes great responsibility. Seeking revenge is not a great use of one's power. It only causes more harm. This brings me to my point. Today's guest believes his loving deity will send me, or I'll send myself, I don't recall which one, to an eternal emptiness. Why would a loving being allow his creation to sit in an empty nothing for eternity? Why punish those you love for not loving you back? Romans 12, 19, do not take revenge. Vengeance is for Yahweh to dish out. Micah 5, 15, I will, re I will take revenge in anger and wrath on the nations that have not obeyed me, says the loving Christian deity. Why? Because they worshiped other deities, cast spells and made idols. What a ridiculous thing to get vengeful over. Spider-Man lost control and learned a lesson after someone he loved was murdered. Yahweh thinks he's perfect, yet flips his shit if you don't love him back. The merciful Christian deity wants vengeance, and that is why he won't let me spend my eternity in a beautiful place away from him. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is nutrition coach and podcaster, Jonathan McLernan. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad the uh, power came back on. <laughs> me too. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about what you do? Uh, so yeah, I guess, as you mentioned, I'm a nutrition coach and a podcaster, which are two of my biggest passions. Um, so I, I basically help people who have a disordered relationship with food kind of restore that and restore maybe their sense of self and develop a healthy relationship with food. The, uh, I, I almost joke that the nutrition coaching um, is, is the proxy goal, really, because ultimately we're kind of helping people restore their relationship with themselves. Hmm. And uh, the podcast is called Between the Before and After. I mean, I have four of them, but that's, <laughs> that's the primary one. Um, and that's about telling people's life stories about overcoming significant adversity and obstacles in their life and, and how they did it. So trying to, you know, success leaves clues. And so, hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I felt like social media shows before and after photos, they don't really explore the story of the person. True. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. most of the time. So I kind of wanted to, I wanted to be able to explore people's stories and, and just share inspiring and, and touching stories. That's really cool. Yeah. No, eat yeah. better, be healthier, exercise. Well, I exercise with VR personally, you know, but that's just me. Well, it's, it's funny because I think like eat less, move more is probably the least useful advice in the history of like weight loss, because I, I really say like, it's not an, it's not an information problem that we're faced with. Mm. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing that we, you know, if, if, if it was information, Google would have solved all our problems. Right. So True. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's, an, now it's, a, how do we bridge the gap? I call it living in the gap. So between what we know and what we do, how do we bridge that gap? And that's kind of, that's where the magic of coaching comes in. Interesting. Living in the gap. I like that. Yeah. So the Matt, how long have you been a coach? Uh, since 2015, but I guess I could say maybe my whole life. Cause I mean, I used to coach sports even, um, even as like a teenager, uh, when I was in grade eight, I, I was like an assistant coach on my grade eight basketball team wow. <laughs> as, as well the team captain. And so it uh when i was in grade six like i taught two of my friends how to read who were considered like learning disabled and nice I, don't know, I guess maybe i could connect with them better so it's kind of been a a, a running theme in my life some you know coach teaching mentor i seem hmm. to have a bit of a knack for uh, maybe taking complex information and distilling it into useful actionable advice and then inspiring hope in people because i have a 
pretty optimistic view in people for the most part. You know, I'm sure there's there's dickheads out there. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. We got the adult rating for a reason. We touch okay. on all kinds of stuff here. You know, but I, I I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty open hearted and you know I really like to see the best in people. And so for me coaching is kind of like um helping people unlock uh well put it this way i say like you can't read the label when you live inside the bottle and so usually we're good at seeing something else that you know hmm. somebody might not see and then being like hey here's what i see in you and i'd love to see you like do more of that and uh yeah so it's just it's it's something that i love but i mean formally professionally in terms of earning an income sorry long-winded answer you're good, <laughs> since, you're good. since about 2015 uh i used to run a nutrition and supplement store in the city where i live uh since 2018 i've been exclusively online um, after losing my life savings in a, <laughs> a business failure, which really oh, no. sucked. Yeah, it was kind of painful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so then it, I went exclusively online. I said, okay, I'll build something that, you know, nobody can take away from me unless the power goes out. <laughs> then there's that. So there, there is that. So for, for those who are listening, just before recording this interview, like literally, I, I went to click on the Zoom link to join this call and the power dropped off. All the lights went dark and I was like, oh man, now he's just going to think I'm like a, an ir- you know, irresponsible <laughs> jerk who just doesn't show up. <laughs> no, no, you did. I appreciate it. No, you popped in. I, I usually give my guests about five minutes to you know, collect their, their, their thoughts and their computers and their technology, <laughs> their, their belongings <laughs> to, to collect belongings. their belongings. <laughs> so totally where like, I was headed. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Collect your belongings and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, you showed up right at that five minute mark. I was like, Oh, oh yeah. Perfect. Well, cause go. I tried nice. to send an email, but like even data wasn't working. So I'm like, did the cell phone towers lose power too? Like That's so sad, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here. We made it. We did this. So did, that's awesome did. that you did all that, that teaching people to read, you know, empowering yeah. people. That's awesome. That's really cool. But what I really want to know, which we're really here to dive into yeah, yeah. is where does God fit into all this for you? That's kind of an interesting question. And, and maybe I don't fit the mold of a typical Christian because I'm not exactly a denominational sort mm-hmm. of church, church going Christian, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I, you know, when I was at university, I did like astrophysics and physics and math and chemistry and all these high level science things. And I don't know, I just had questions that I felt like uh, weren't really getting answered. And, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, like there's theories, but I mean, yeah. in, in reality, and, and so we can try and interpret information and come up with theories and human beings are pretty good at that. But the reality is none of us have lived for a million years or a billion years or anything like that. So all we're doing is trying to sort of piece together clues and use what systems we have to figure out answers. And I was like, well, um, I remember asking my physics teacher, I was like, well, or one of them, I was like, well, what's the purpose to life? And he's like, life exists without purpose. And I was like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> that's not I'm a not, good answer. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good enough answer for me, man. There's got to be something more to this, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, my parents are, are Bible reading folks. And so I remember mm-hmm. as a kid growing up, they would read the Bible and and whatnot. And so sometimes they would, uh, uh, they would let us, I guess, listen in or, or, or participate if we wanted to. Um, but they were pretty good about it. They said, you know, this is what we believe. This is what we follow, but, um, and we would choose this for you if we could, but we can't choose it for you. Like this mm-hmm. is an individual thing. So we, we hope that you see what this gives us and we hope that there's something you would like to choose for yourself, but we can't, we can't make you do this. It has yeah. to be between you and you and God. So, um, so yeah, I, was it, you know what? Sorry, ahead, was it sorry. just uh, uh, the Bible that was read? Were there any other? Was it the Book of Mormon? Was there you know, the, the no, no. Or anything? Just the Bible. Just the, just the Bible. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what? Uh, and I think like for for my dad, he probably something similar. Like in his twenties, he started trying to figure out what's the point of life as well. Yeah. And 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 started reading it. So you know, we obviously I think growing up in the Western world, um, we're going to see that more. You know, it, maybe if I grew up in the Middle East, it, it would have been the Quran that I was read to or something. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it depends on your location and whatnot. So so what did you find out? What was the meaning? I don't think I have the answer to that. So didn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the the, the irony is, is it feels like kind of the more the more I learn, the more I figure out I have no idea. Like. <laughs> true man <laughs> it's it's you know it's like I, I, just to give a sort of a parallel analogy it was like you know i was being it sounds terrible to use this word now but anyways i was being groomed to go into a phd program for the mm. what i was studying for university so i was being groomed in, in, in a nice way yeah <laughs> um and and i decided to opt out of it and i joined the navy and became a, an engineer instead mm. of a marine engineer wow um and but it, it, what it sort of boiled down to is like i'm going to learn more and more about less and less and, and i just uh, cause I was already working as a research scientist at that time. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm learning more and more about less and less for letters after my name that most people don't care about. <laughs> and it's not really going to make me that much more money in the field. I was in the field of analytical chemistry at that point. That's a and yeah, yeah. So, 
but I was like, yeah, it's just like the more we learn, the less we, we know, you know, it's the, like the Dunning Kruger effect. I think it is hmm. like the dumber you are, the more you think, you know, because your worldview is smaller. Small, yeah. 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 <laughs> and the more you learn, you go, Oh shoot. There's a lot. Yeah, of it just know. keeps getting bigger and bigger. And there's more you have to learn and more you have to figure out. Yeah, for sure, man. So yeah. Yeah. Endless house so, of mirrors just brings yeah, on more. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a particularly satisfying, maybe there isn't a, a right answer to that question or if it's yeah. particularly satisfying, but for me, it's still like this hmm. journey of exploration and learning, um, yeah. trying to understand, you know? So what I see is, is we give ourselves meaning mm-hmm. Our, ourselves. Our, we give life meaning. There it is. That's what I'm trying to say. So we give ourselves, mm-hmm. I did it again. We, we give life meaning <laughs> ourselves. We do this, you know, our, yeah. our, our lives really it's sad and it sucks. We don't have, there's no meaning. There's no ultimate you just die. You live and die. That's it. You give yourself that meaning. And, and my meaning is my family, my friends, my people I work with, uh, my, my work itself, my kids, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. the, my dog, my lizard. Those, that's, that's my universe, man. That's my, my reason for life, my meaning of life. Um, mm-hmm. All that, you know. My, so, so that's how you, you would interpret it. Because if I understand yeah. correctly, you, you were some kind of christian in, i in was some life. kind of christian at one point yes <laughs> i grew up in the church much i didn't you didn't but you know you just yeah. read the bible i grew up in the church man my parents were pastors we went every wednesday twice on sunday dude we, we were there i was a mm-hmm. church goer I, I believed in god i did the whole you know raising your hands yeah the, the, and, I'll, I'll admit there's things about sort of religious rituals that make me scratch my head truthfully but like <laughs> but lot. i'm like a I'm, I'm like a really simple guy in one yeah. sense like I'm, I'm really kind of simple about this and and, 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 you know, it, you know, in one hand, I'm like, it's sort of satisfying to say we give life our meaning. And, and I think Ricky Gervais, he's an atheist and he speaks about it like, because, hmm. you know, he's like, people say, well, if life has no meaning or if life has an end and there's nothing after this, like, why don't, why don't you just die? <laughs> kind of thing. Well, why? Then you skip the whole point. You skip right, everything, right. you know? The whole, yeah. You yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I, I felt like I wasn't totally satisfied with that. And sort of hmm. the answer of like, you know, we die and, and we no longer exist because it feels like it's like, we can't really take life and put it in a jar. You know, mm. there's like consciousness. We can't really put it in a jar and measure mm. it. You know, right. like you can pull my brain out of my head. Please don't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Please don't. I'm pretty happy that it's, it's located in there right Keep now. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, okay, let's say after, after I die yeah. and then, so my body's just laying there, you know, you can pull the brain out all the parts. Hopefully I don't die in a gruesome way. Like just maybe just pass away yeah. in my sleep and I'm, I'm entirely intact. This is what I'm trying to get to here, you know, and, and all, all the parts are there for a functioning body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we I don't know, we could shock it. We could whatever try and try and somehow jar it back to life but it doesn't come back to life Hmm. you know and the best we've come up with is like zombies and frankenstein you know for for like how we think we come back to life but so so we go okay well what what was that what left me you know that like what animates me and if you chop off my arm your organs cease to function Mm-hmm. but why why do they cease to function you know what i mean there's lots of different reasons disease age you know tumors all kinds of different sure. reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we understand there's some physical reasons why we die. But so then when, when the life leaves my body, it's like, well, if what, you know, could we plug me into a computer and reanimate me and put like a mm. new, a new programming in there or things like that. So, so how long this... does your brain keep firing after you're dead? You know, is, is it possible to plug yourself in to save that? Save him. He's almost gone, you know, type thing. Right, right. You know, so, so yeah. I think these are some of the Science things that I sort of wrestle with. Yeah, you know, where yeah. you go, well, like, what is it that makes makes me alive mm-hmm. versus not alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, if you chop off my arm, or please don't again, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> I really like my body intact. In theory. <laughs> in, yeah. But in theory, if you chop off my arm, like, I'm still me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so if somehow I'm physically altered, like if the body of mine is still altered, I'm kind of in a sense, I'm still me. And I guess, obviously, if I suffer from brain damage which again please don't right um, that's a recurring theme like please don't damage so, um, so what we're getting at is, is which which part of your body is you yeah is it your is it your lungs is it your brain and i would go with my brain that's where all my information is stored mm-hmm. so that is me if i lose my brain i lose me if i lose my heart well i can replace it with a pig heart or a robot heart or and all that sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff that's reality um but i can do that my brain not so much that's that's me and we know that we can actually manipulate the brain tweak it and do different things to it and make us different people essentially um, yeah i think personalities obviously yeah. can be altered and have been altered through brain injuries and uh-huh. whatnot and, and affects like so if the physical structure of the brain is affected certain regions are affected and, and we lose or gain lose or gain certain abilities and you know be awfully curious and i think maybe again it's really hard to quantify but perhaps somebody who was born with some sort of brain defect where mm-hmm. maybe they're not able to communicate audibly and whatnot in form language and things like that 
pardon me if there's like a person inside there like screaming like let me out or something like you know what i mean like and and maybe again these are hard things to quantify is there someone in there with some degree of consciousness uh, Mm -hmm. going through the experience or not so So are you are you under the impression that there's a soul is that the spark yeah my my inclination would be you know i guess that's the language we would use like you know to be truthful if we're we're trying to speak about things in metaphysical terms like you know i think some people want to i don't know paint god as like a an old man with a long beard or something like kind of like yours, but maybe with a bit more hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and, and I'm not sure that I entirely like it, it's, it's like something that I'm like, well, shoot, I don't know. None of us really know in a sense. So we won't, it's really a know. gap. Yeah. There's a gap here. Right. Right. Like, so we go, but, but you know, I'm, I'm inclined to think that there, there's some sort of spark in us that, that makes us alive and animated and kind of who we are. And so that gap of not that knowing really what that, the gap of not knowing what that spark is, you fill it with a soul, right? Sure. We so that, that soul, let's dive into that. Where does that come from? Uh, well, I would say that it comes from from God. So the the in, in you know, I guess we would describe it as an infinite spiritual being, the the giver of life. You know. Uh-huh. So how so. does the soul get to you though? Does he? Is there like a weird question? But like my mind goes, <laughs> yeah. is it like a soul yeah, factory yeah. up there where like they're just pumping out souls and just shooting them wow. down? When, when you say soul factory, I just think about music now. Yeah, <laughs> like just, <laughs> just pumping out jams. And... <laughs> it's pretty righteous you know. tunes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, righteous but, you know, tunes. Soul... <laughs> yeah, soul factory. You know, how do they make? Like, like when we had Adam. Sorry, yeah. when we had Adam, when he formed Adam. Mm-hmm. He right, uh, breathed life into him, breathed life into him. So is God's mm-hmm. breath a creator of souls? Like there's so many questions It, it, it here. could be. Yeah. And, and the, the truth is, I don't know. Yeah. You know? A lot of and it's a, yeah. A lot it's of a really, un, in ones for some people, I guess it'd be dissatisfying to sort of live in this place of like, well, shoot, I don't know. I'm just kind of piecing things together the best way I can, you know, ultimately. Yeah. And uh, so maybe one day we will know. Because I think, you know, like one of two things is going to happen. Like I'm going to die and nothing happens. God doesn't exist. And, and all of my beliefs were flawed in a sense. And or, I don't I don't pretend to be an arbiter of like the, the perfect truth here or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm like a student who's trying to figure some of this stuff out. And I went down the route of, uh, you know, like physics and astrophysics and, you know, uh, biology and things like that. I'm looking for answers in the science, yeah. but the sort of the best theories, we really can't sort of piece together. Like if you, let's say if you go with evolutionary biology, there's real gaps there too, where we sort of bridge it with like a wave of our hand and a couple of billion years here or there. And, and, and but you there's know, that enough sort of evidence thing. there to piece together a big picture. And that's where we have our evolutionary theory, which is pretty much fact. There's so much evidence. Yes. We have little gaps. We don't have to fill in the gaps with don't get me wrong don't get upset with an invisible man oh you're gonna hurt you know what feelings. i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um well that's but see, the I, I don't see god as like an invisible man i guess and then that's oh. but i mean i guess we try to conceptualize something in our head right because we're, we're trying mm-hmm. to put it together because like look at the i have this structure and you know if there's a creator who created me in his image does that mean that he like physically resembles me not me necessarily i mean well, yeah, i think people. I'm handsome, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah sure you know so so to try to piece all that together again is is kind of tricky and um you know and i i'm not a what's the word i'm sure there's like christian sort of studiers studiers there we go apologists <laughs> there we go like like people who who, I like who, who like go through and christian studiers there we go <laughs> <laughs> all those christian studiers out there <laughs> right who, who like piece it together because there are gaps and i think i've, I've done mm. some digging around and i'm like look mm-hmm. there, there's definitely some gaps in this theory as well so we're trying to bridge the gap with sort of physical theory but and you know it, it, I, I say again it, and it's probably in somewhat to some degree a little bit unsatisfying but i'm like you know, this, we still really can't explain how like my body became animated with yeah. life, you know, through, through like sort of physical or biological theory. We, we have this idea. So, I mean, obviously I know egg sperm come two yeah. living cells come together, form a, a zygote, uh, which then turns into so on and so forth. And all of my genetic material is encapsulated at that moment because the, right. the two contributing factors have come together and now it's just going to multiply into trillions of cells that become me. But that life came from, you know, from pre-existing life, which came from pre-existing life and so on. Mm. And so at some point in time ago, where did, where did life begin? How did something become animated? Mm-hmm. And so the best explanation that we've come up with kind of in our minds is, well, there was infinite matter that has existed outside of the realm of time that was, you know, somehow compressed into a tiny little ball. It was infinitely massive, if we're going to mm-hmm. use physical terms, you know, which then exploded and then, and then sort of recondensed. And somehow as all of that sort of stuff came together, 
you know, the solar system formed that was just like with all these planets perfectly in alignment with the moon mm -hmm. that just worked, worked revolves like at the right. That's the degree, only way it would have know. worked. The ones that didn't work didn't do that. So, I mean, that's the only way it would have worked. Right, what right, way? Right. Yeah. So, so we either suggest, okay, there's infinite universes and, uh, and then we just got infinitely lucky and <laughs> you, you know well, what I mean? So, but there's other Goldilocks planets out there. There's other planets that can harbor life. We, we just don't know. And, and that's, again, that's the thing is I'm not going to insert knowing I'm not going to be like, yes, there's alien planets out there and they're trying to contact us. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe, yeah, but sure. I'm not going to assert that, you know? And so I want to kind of know how you got from, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with that God answer. It just, it just doesn't fill that right. gap enough for me. I don't, I don't want to fill it with magic invisibleness or anything. Well, like and I, would, I wouldn't or... call it, I wouldn't call it magic either. And I guess, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, of curious, not. like, yeah. uh, you know, cause so, so obviously we look at this slightly differently, but uh, you became dissatisfied or disillusioned with, uh, whatever i'm not sure what sort of denomination you were there's quite a few <laughs> evangelical holy roller that's what i was is holy roller like an actual term yes oh man you hold you lay your hands on them and they're rolling all over the floor that's holy roller man we were okay so that that, that like legit is okay well clearly i'm i'm like out of the loop here <laughs> like, <laughs> that would kind of throw me off a little bit admittedly like that you know, gotcha. like again, it's, it's really kind of a personal thing for me in yeah. a sense um you know you know and for everybody it, really I mean, and, and so it should be right i mean like i'm not here i, I don't try to evangelize anybody i don't know if that... <laughs> well well i mean uh, you know honestly because let's think about like uh i don't know the crusaders for example oh yeah yeah they were not nice people no um you know because there's a lot of people who've done really horrific things in the name of religion and horrific Absolutely. things in the name of christianity horrific things in the name of god mm. and so on like and, and these things should not be done mm. you know ideally um agreed you know, uh, there's people that set up religious power structures. You know, I think the Catholic Church is modeled after the Roman Empire. It was like we went from a physical empire to a, a religious empire. Mm. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So, so things like that. Like, I'm like, oh shoot, you guys. Yeah. Like, you're you're really you're really messing this up. You're making us <laughs> like, look bad. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, you know, because it, it's not really meant. To, as far as my understanding of it, mm. is not really meant to be like that. You know, like when Jesus was on the earth, the Jews thought he was going to overthrow the Roman Empire and set up some kind of, you know uh a kingdom i guess mm. and become yeah. a, a, a human ruler of that mm -hmm. and he's like well this is not what i'm here to do i'm here to teach you about a kingdom that a spiritual kingdom in a sense one yeah. that exists outside of this see, now one invisible stuff see that's that's where i draw the line is when you say spirit invisible that's where i'm like ah, i can't get behind that i can't just follow right. you know but like um, a mind is invisible Mm, is it though i can see it we can on... we can we can measure electrical impulses i can see it yeah i can see it actually functioning i mean like i do i'm, I'm experimenting with neurofeedback and tuning my brain which seems kind of fun that sounds uh, fun yeah <laughs> yeah you put on like the skull cap the, like, the swim cap with all the electrodes and stuff yeah. and yeah oh, yeah man. and we tune up the different brain brain wavelengths and things so we can fun. Yeah, so we can detect brain brain wavelengths and mm -hmm. things like that, but I don't think necessarily equates to the mind. We can detect that there's electrical impulses kind of firing between neurons, but again, there's, you know, what does that mean? I mean, we have 11 million bits of information firing around in our brain per second, like the, most of which we obviously don't process consciously because we just run on streaming. Well, can you know? we see the 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 effects of this? Can we see the effects of the mind? Uh, I, I suppose, yeah. I mean, obviously, here, here I'm speaking, formulating thoughts, yeah. and you know, we can, and, we and can call it whatever you want. I, mean, I don't have to call it a mind. I mean, sure, sure. That, if, but so there's just like different than Jesus, a little bit different there from Jesus. I don't see the effects of Jesus, and and I've got a lot of Christians point it to the well. You see the trees. I mean, come on, every every creator God that would prove that that deity is real. I'm just looking at trees. So I mean, like, yeah. How does that work for you? Uh, so sorry now. You might have, I got slightly distracted because my oh, phone, no. my phone rang with my wife calling me. I, I, you know, I just, I ignored her to have this conversation. No, no you're um, good. You're good. So, so how do we get from, I don't know to Jesus? As in, I don't know, uh, like how life began. Filling to... the gaps. Yeah. Filling those gaps, creator deity. How do we know it's Jesus? How did you, how did you get to that? Yeah, I think I, I appreciate, I started reading the teachings and I go, you know, like I, I can, I can kind of resonate with, with what's, I say resonate, uh, I'm not really into vibrations and frequencies, I think people use, <laughs> you know, linguistic, whatever. Yeah. Um, just that uh, I'm like, well, there, there's like some, some good teachings here, some good moral teachings. And I want to start to try and learn, learn more about that, you uh -huh. know, and it's, it's, you know, to, to guide my life really guide your life so you use the bible to guide your life in a sense i wouldn't say, parts uh, 
I wouldn't say do a great job of it. Well, okay. <laughs> you know? so what parts uh, of it I'm do you a, use I'm, to go, to guide your life? I mean, have you read the whole thing? There's a lot of stuff in there. That's uh, the, sure. Not very um, good to guide I think your life through. With. Well, I think there's probably stuff in there that you know. Again, when we we sort of try to put our interpretation on it, you know, it, you know, we go, hmm, I, I, you know, I don't like that. I wouldn't do that. I mean, but you know, human beings have a pretty pretty checkered history. Um, well, whether or not, do you believe in hell, Jonathan? Uh, as far as I know, that would exist. Now, again, I'm not I'm not exactly convinced that there's a guy with a horns and a pitchfork and a red, you know, devil running around. Well, the Bible says that that Yahweh's in hell, destroying souls. So, I mean. You always got to run the place. Matthew 10, 28. Uh, I don't I don't recall reading that verse that the God is in hell destroying the place or yeah. something along those lines. Uh, souls. It says, I'll read it for you. Matthew 10, 28. Do not be afraid of the... Uh, there it is. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one, and it's all capitalized, Yahweh, <laughs> who can destroy both uh, soul and body in hell. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's trying to be described there is to say like there's there's a physical death that every one of us would would face, and then if we believe in in a in a spiritual element to our life that there is a type of spiritual death. And so in other words, um, you, you kind of you have, you have sort of a choice: do I want do I want to live with God in my life or not? And if not, then uh, it, it, the eternal part of my existence is without God in my life. And okay. if we if we see God as you know life and light, then the absence of that would be the absence of life and light. So basically, sort of a dark, pretty bleak existence. Do you think he's destroying and, and torturing down there? No, I think I think it would just be torture to be by yourself. I'm by myself now. I don't have Yahweh or Jesus. There's no mm-hmm. man that lives in my heart, and, and I'm we're okay. Having, we're, having, we're having a we're having a conversation right now. We're connected to, to the rest of humanity, right? So, but if you were by yourself in a dark room. Um, with with no other sound but the sound of your own voice uh, for an infinite period of time, it would be it would start to get pretty uncomfortable. I would think. Is that where God's going to put me if I don't want to be with Him? You know, I try not to to make judgments about individual people, and again, it's probably not a satisfying thing. Well, I'm, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know right now, right, right yeah. off the bat, I would never worship the deity that is described in the Bible. Not a chance. Right. I would not bow to Him. I've blasphemed His name. I I deserve whatever punishment He He thinks I deserve because I've done it. So according to him, right. I deserve this eternal punishment. Okay. So at this, at this point, is Yahweh punishing me with this eternal punishment, with this, this darkness and whatnot? I, I would like, I don't know if it's, if it's him or if it's a choice that you've made, you know, well, I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't throw myself in hell. The Bible sure, tells but, me in several places that it's Jesus or, or Yahweh who's going to be doing it. So yeah. Well, it's, 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 you know, we could say, okay, it's one or the other. You decide that you want him in your life or you don't. And then, so, so in a sense, you've made the decision that, Hey, I don't want God in my life. I want nothing to do with God. Use this term Yahweh. Mm-hmm. I, I don't use that term. Well, it's in the Bible. I mean, that's what he calls himself. Sure. So, um, but, but you, you kind of make that decision that I want, I want nothing to do with God. So let's just say if there is an afterlife, which, you know, I can't say with 100% certainty because yeah. I haven't, I haven't been to the afterlife. Thank you, you for know? that. <laughs> um, well, well, yeah, that, that's the thing, right? Is we can't say with 100% certainty. And there's a lot of things that I actually don't have the answers to, which is, um, you know, which I'm kind of okay with again. I'm like, it's well, good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this out as we go. Yeah. And I say, well, and, and look at the end of the day, it, it's almost like, well, if I was like wrong about this and I just die and don't exist anymore. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I can live with that. But what if I was wrong about it and there is an afterlife and this isn't the basis of my faith, you know, but I, it's, it's, there's this, there's a name for this gamble and I can't think of the name of it. Right. But it's like, okay, if I don't believe that God exists and I die and if I know he does exist, but I, I entirely rejected his existence in my life. Well, that can, that's Occam razors. I believe it's Occam, Occam's razor. I, uh, it, and that can go with any God, you know, I denied sure. this God, but there's infinite amount of other gods who are going to punish me because I didn't believe in them. So it, it just, it doesn't really add up. Occam's razor is, is really, and I go back to that, the, the mummy with Brett and Fraser, the best mummy, just by the way, best mummy. He brings out all the, the different <laughs> gods Canadian. and starts praying to him. You know, he's like, oh, blah, 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 and this one, and then the Christian God, and then whatever God he's, he can do to save himself. And, right. and that's how I kind of see Occam's Razor there. That, that, uh, fair, fair enough. Yeah. So, but, yeah, uh, you know, so. But the darkness. Am I, I'm in the darkness forever because I, I don't want to be with Yahweh. Is that a fair punishment? Is yeah. that just? Well, is that, is that for me to decide? Because yes. like, if I, if I'm not, if I'm not the judge, you know, cause so you can't I, have I, an opinion though. Sure. I, I guess I could have an opinion. So but a, I'm, as your opinion, is that a fair and just thing to do? I would say 
that's that, that's for God to decide, not for me to decide. Though, so it's like, well, which again is a really dissatisfying answer. I understand. I know, but, I know. But you you say that you use the Bible as a guide. So yeah. God is kind of like your coach, right? And if you were a coach, okay. and, and your in your in your players weren't doing what you needed them to do, and you punish them by saying you can either have me be your coach, or I'm gonna lock you away in a locker for eternity. I mean, that's kind of extreme, don't you think? That's kind of what I see. I think the we're, same we're, thing. we're we're given a lifetime to figure this out. You know, yeah, we're given a lifetime to kind of make a decision though, about Jonathan. This. Well, but there's a like as we've talked about, there's a lot of things that are invisible that we can't. You know, like I said, we can't put a jar, a, a, a life in a jar, so we can't quantify that. And so there, there's, you know, we can't take a thought and put it in a jar, right? So there's I'm a not difference. Basing between... my whole life on a thought, though. Well, I'm just saying a thought. I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, something thoughts. in the neighborhood of like 180,000 thoughts a day or so, yeah. I, whatever the number is, right? You know, and so, but these there's elements of, of being alive that we really can't quantify in the physical realm is, is kind of what it boils down to. And so what we if go, I told you it's, it's Kalima. Kalima is the one that gives us life. She's okay. our, our, our mother goddess and she protects us and she keeps us going. She inspires us. I mean, okay. and, I, and the only way I can communicate with her is if I'm in the quiet spot. And, and then she communicates with me and she, she has benefited my life, made me a better person. If, if you, I mean, if you want to, if you want to, like, go ahead, but it's like, what's the difference between me you, and Kalima and Jesus or God? What's the difference? I, well, I have no idea where this, I don't know if this is a fictional God that you've made up or if it's the real one. Comes She's a real one. From a different uh, religion or practice Hindu. or something. She's a Hindu goddess. Oh, there you go. And okay. Totally badass. Okay, cool. <laughs> I know, I know, not, I know nothing of it. So you know, well, it doesn't matter. She's still real, and I'm, I'm telling you, she's real. What does that is that convincing? Not necessarily. No. And would, so, would that convince you if you had? Well, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's just like, uh, like I go. Well, I'm kind of on this journey of discovery and sort of figuring this out and piecing this together, and so. Mm. And I think, you know, why we have these conversations, because I was kind of curious why, why, what the purpose of the conversations are, right? You know, I mean, obviously I'm open to it. Otherwise, yeah, I no, I love it. this is great. We're doing really well. You know, but uh, I think, okay, like, is your goal to convince people not to be Christians or is it just to have a conversation back and forth? You know, my goal is to figure out why you believe what you believe and, and is there a good reason behind it? And if, the, if there isn't a good reason behind it, then what's the conclusion? Then we've just had a great conversation. If there is a, if there is a good <laughs> reason a behind friend. it. <laughs> and if there's a good reason behind it? What? Uh, I haven't heard if, it yet. I've yet to hear it. Uh, right. So so in my position, um, your hope is, or your, 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 I don't know if it's your hope, but you're like, can you convince me that there's a good reason to believe in God? I want to know God? why. And, and, and the reasons I hear from many Christians, the reasons why really aren't good reasons to believe anything. And I'm not really sure why people still believe that. And it's really confusing and curious to me. So I got to figure it out. Why do you believe it? So what, and I, and we're getting to that right now, actually, what convinced you that it was Jesus instead of Kalima? Uh, I think read, reading the words of the Bible and, and reading like kind of what he describes there and such as uh, just how, how to live a life. And again, I'm not I'm not an expert of the Bible. You oh know? yeah, no, that's <laughs> I don't know, man. So is Jesus and God the same person? Uh, I I view them as two separate beings. Okay. Jesus as a creation of God. So, uh, but I view them as two separate individuals. Some people would like to put them together and say they're the same thing, but well, it's kind of uh, the whole Trinity thing that's that's in the Bible as well. Uh, I don't I don't think it is. Or th there are people who might interpret what they read in the scripture as being like a Trinity sort of related thing, but I I I, I see it as separate entities personally. You interesting know. interesting so why did this separate entity need to to exist uh for, for the purpose of redemption is, redemption is from what redemption from our, our fallen nature and so it's like a it, it's sort of a classic human story that we we encounter that we seem to be drawn to and attracted to anyway is that we you know we start out innocent and then we we sort of fall you know discover a fallibility that sort of thing and we go well shoot um, I can't really fix this myself. And it's like, okay, well, um, here's someone who will take your place, who will, who will pay the price of redemption for you. And then because of that, um, you're not, you don't have to necessarily do that. Why and, would God return, make it so we can't fix it ourselves? Uh, because God, it's God's desire that we would uh, need him and be a part of like, it's kind he, of egotistical, uh, isn't it? If you want to put a human framing on it, you could, you could say that, but and yeah. I think that's, that's what I see a lot of people wanting to do. Right. And I'm saying, 
well, I actually, I don't know that we could say that it's that. Oh, well, because I mean, if God exists infinitely, which as far as I understand, that would be the case, then there's not necessarily a need for us, but it's like, oh, well, it would well be he nice seems to, to want us to need him. Why does he need that? Uh, well, I think God has decided he would like to have a family. Uh, so God wants says, a family, <laughs> but I want to give you, I want to give you the freedom of choice. So, cause God could, you know, God could just, I, I suppose, make a family of the sort of robot souls. He could just create, or he that, could just you know? come down and interact and, and hang out with his family or protect them. That'd be a good one. He can protect his family, especially while they're in his house, the church. I don't see a uh, lot of protection going on there, but there's an element of, uh, well, I, I mean, I think there's plenty of, <laughs> plenty of, I guess we can call it false religion, if you will, you know, I'm sure you, you know, no true Scotsman's fallacy. That's what it is. No, no true Christian. <laughs> That's where that goes to. Is that, is That's that where that goes to. Okay. I mean, so, obviously you, have, as a you coach, have like more knowledge of this than I do, you know, as a coach. And, and so, yeah. As a coach, though, and Jesus is your coach, and Yahweh is your coach, do you protect your players from, I don't know, an attack? Say someone comes onto the field and starts abusing your, your, your child, your, your student, your, your player, whatever it is. Would you protect them? Well, I think, you know, you're, you're framing this in the context of entirely like physical life as though physical life is the only thing that we have. I'm, I'm framing it in the context of Yahweh is a loving God and interacts with his people and tries to protect them. So if, if we, if we believe that this physical existence is the only thing, you know, then, then I would agree. I think Paul wrote this. He said, obviously, if we don't, if we don't believe in, in Jesus and, and Jesus isn't real, then we of all men would be most miserable. You know, in other words, like, why would we suffer for it, yeah. something that there was really no hope? You yeah, know? there's all kinds of people that suffer for their you know invisible friend and and, and strange sure, religious suffer. reasons yeah sure uh but let's doesn't say make if, it right though if they well who, who like what makes you the arbiter of right and wrong okay so that means all these religions <laughs> that these people suffer for the belief of are real are the correct ones and that, that can't be you can't have every religion be the right religion because that just contradicts and counteracts itself so that really doesn't so, matter. So your so your take on this is there is no because I think you're an atheist, right? So you believe See, that God does doesn't exist, and so there I'm is an no agnostic atheist. I don't know, but I haven't seen the evidence. So there. Uh, so are you hoping atheist. that in these conversations that you will find a convincing argument? Let's yes, just say someone, please, someone could, somebody could find me a convincing argument, a good reason, a good reason to believe, <laughs> man. I would love that. Right. You know, I, I don't. Think, I don't have that. Nobody's given me a good reason to believe in in, in this or that or or any other religion for that matter. Right. So. And so, so, you, so the kind of the purpose of this is to try to get to that. Can someone give me a convincing reason? I'm not doing a very good job of it. Right. I'm like, why do you I'm believe like, it? Is that, is that a good reason? Oh, no, that's not, that's not convincing me, but thank you for telling me why you believe it. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I can say like, I really haven't come across a satisfactory explanation in the science, even though I went and studied it for a number of years that ex again, explained the origin right, that of gap. life. And so, so you're not satisfied sure. with the, the, the science of it because we can't answer everything so you take those gaps and you put in an invisible man or sorry you're you're god it's <laughs> sure well, I'm, well, I'm used to calling him the invisible man i, I know yeah that's but fine you, you not, put, my feelings are hurt <laughs> sure. he is invisible still whether he's a man or not but he's still invisible but he doesn't interact with the, does he interact with the real world i'm inclined to think so but does he, I, I think does he interact with those with his those followers? who would desire yeah for, for those who, who who would want to i would think so um, gotcha does he protect them? Well, and the protections is not necessarily physically. That's not a guarantee because in reality, like the way, the way I see it, this life isn't, isn't all there is to our existence, right? Right. As far, but, as, far as I interpret it. So then it's. So he go, protects okay, some, but not everyone. No, no. Every one of us dies at some point in time. No, like right? protection. The, the, like none of us get out of this alive. Like my mom used and, to pray for the car rides, you know, that type of thing. Does God right, protect right. people? Um, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that because it, it kind of life gets to run its course, but I think where, where this comes, if I, if I understand it correctly, you go, well, if God's a loving God, he would somehow protect us. But I'm like, we're going to die at some point in time anyways. And if there is a judgment day and, you know, we, people who let's say, let's say they serve God, uh, it, you know, and there's a judgment day and, but then others could go to him and say, well, you protected those people. We had to face all these difficult experiences, but they didn't because you like put a hedge around them. You protected them. And it's like, well, no, I didn't. Every one of us had to face life. And, and let life run its course. Some people die young, some people die old, some people die peacefully, some people die tragically. It, like there's no, there's no sort of physical guarantees. All there is is while we're here and alive, we have a little span of time to kind of figure out what the heck this is about, why we're even here. 
and then from there it's like okay well if i if i believe in god then it's cool let me try to let me try to develop a relationship with god let me try to understand what this is the the being the spiritual deity that i see that is the giver of life hmm. and then from there like i say okay if if i'm letting you lead and direct my life that's not a guarantee that I'm going to have a good life or the health and wealth. And because I'm pretty sure there's churches out there that are You're like, not saying hey, it's a guarantee, but he does sometimes, right? I couldn't say. I, I don't really know because it's like, that's, good. that's a good answer. I like that answer. I don't know. That's good. I, I don't think it's, it's, it actually would seem unjust if it's like, well, I'm going to protect these special people over here. It's like, well, no. Kind of it's what more... he did with the Israelites though, isn't it? He was trying to protect those special people. And then every time he protected them, they'd just disobey him. And then he'd have to destroy them and slaughter their kids some way. It's kind of what uh, happened there. That, that's that's one way of interpreting it, I guess. Well, you, you got know? the whole battle where Moses has to have his hands in the air so he can well, win the, the battle. People, well, that, the people were, Yahweh interfered in that battle. He protected. Sure, them. they had they had they had an army that was trying to kill him and keep them enslaved. And so he said, "Okay, well, actually, I'm I'm so going to." So he stepped to... in in that instance. Yeah, okay. because it's like so you're does he now these do people. the same thing nowadays? Perhaps. So I think I, I would look at it maybe this way. So maybe okay. maybe God looks into our hearts and he goes, hmm, is there a potential for this person to want to have some kind of relationship with me? Some kind of Wow, he's only going to save you if you want to have a relationship with him? Well, if, what, what would be the purpose if, he, if, if you don't want anything to do with him? Right. So he it's can't, like, he, that's not love, man. That's, that's sure. not unconditional love. That's it's, conditional I, love. Right. But who are we to say that God has to have unconditional love? Well, a lot of people it's say like, he's got it. But go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's like, okay, I want nothing to do with you. Like, like you said, you, you've um, blasphemed the name of God. You've, oh, for sure. You know, all those kind of stuff, right? And so if, you, if you've made it clear to God, that if God exists, and I know you don't believe it, but we'll just say that God exists. Yeah, yeah. let's <laughs> say your God exists, and I'm yeah. on my way to that black void because I, I don't you've believe. You've made it clear that you want nothing to do with God. Then why, why couldn't why would... he come up with another option? Why do I have to go to a black void? Is he upset at me for not believing and loving in him? Seems kind of petty. It, no, I think it's a case of you, you, you have made a decision, right? You said, I want nothing to do with you. Right. So God why says, can't he send me to a beach somewhere away from him? Why can't he find me a planet with beaches and sun and mountains and beautiful rivers and whatnot that I can be away from him in? That'd why does great, he have to have me That'd be a suffering? great question to ask him. Well, he doesn't answer my questions. It's very weird. It's like it's like he's not there or something. So, uh, but but why I mean, couldn't because he do I such think a thing? I think these questions would be asked kind of in a disingenuous way as well, right? It's like, Wouldn't I that want be this, a better choice though. I want this to be I want this to be done my way because this is the way that I see. Because I, I I would gather it's in some way or other you kind of have an idea of this is what I see to be right. You know, whether and you probably don't believe you're an ultimate arbiter of truth either, but at Definitely least not. <laughs> right. But you're like I have some ideas about what is right so far that guide my life as well. Hmm. And so from what I see in this, I go in my eyes, from my perspective, this isn't fair. But what we're doing is we're trying to use our finite, you know, limited human wisdom to interpret this. And it's the like, wisdom well, that he gave us. Which is finite and limited. Why would he do that? Why would he limit my learning and my, my intelligence? That seems kind of messed up. That Again, that's your interpretation of it. Well, may, maybe we wouldn't do so well with, with infinite wisdom. You wouldn't do well if you were smarter. I'm not saying we wouldn't do well if we were smarter. I mean, we, we can, obviously we can learn. Wisdom. I mean, I don't know but, how but that works, actually. I'm not sure. If, if you give an infinite number of people infinite wisdom, what happens? I don't, I don't know. know. They'd be smarter, but I don't think. Not necessarily. <laughs> would, would we? Good question. Good science you know, fiction movie. <laughs> right. So, so you go, well, well, I don't really know. Right. It's like, well, why doesn't he give us infinite wisdom? Well, and you say, well, why, why does God create within us a need for him? So that maybe we would look for him because we why, you can't though? necessarily. Can't why does necessarily he need find all that? Realm. That seems so weird to me. A God who's infinite and, and all knowing <laughs> and, and, and he's perfect. Right. So why would he need people to love him and care about him? And worship him. It's so weird to me. I don't think it's a need. Okay. There's a, there's a desire. A Why sure, is there there's... a desire? Why a uh, want at all? By a Why perfect not? being. Because he's perfect already. Why would, why would he need something if he's perfect? Because it's like, well, why not share this with people who would like to share in this? We're worshiping him. We're becoming servants to him. That's not sharing. That, that's all to him. That's not, we're not sharing in anything there. Uh, he's not worshiping us. Yeah, well, why, why would he? Where, where are these finite human beings, you and I? Why would he worship those little insignificant but, but nothings? See, that, that's your, your reference of putting it. Daniel you're, you're putting this frame of Tells yeah, us people uh, are nothing. They are considered nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. 
They are considered nothing is in his eyes. But why, why would you want to be an in, like, why do you want to be something special though? I don't want to be nothing. Do you want to be nothing? Some in, big, insignificant little nothing that, that we're, we're, has we're to one worship person. <laughs> this really big guy or else you're going to go be quiet by yourself for eternity. We're, we're, so we're, weird. we're, we're one, one person, each one of us were individuals out of, I don't know, probably maybe 10 billion people who have ever lived is, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> if you could be anybody, yeah, be a good person. But if you could be Spider-Man, be Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure where that quote comes from. But that's a good one. You know, um, <laughs> it's a poster I have over there. <laughs> okay, there we go. Right. And so, uh, I mean, I think I think what what the struggle here is 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 like we we put sort of this, I guess, our, our human interpretation, and yours has been shaped by your experience and, exactly. and how how you how you interpret like say what you read in the scripture my society, and, my, my experience, my sure. empathy yeah. and my common sense, my, those four things. Sure. And, and, you know, we can ask, well, where, where does even a sense of morality come from? Why, why experience. aren't you just experience teaches you what, because why, why, why do you get morality and somebody else is a, is a mass murderer? Well, maybe there's a little bit of something wrong up there. We know Could that if, if something is a little bit off, it can be a whole lot off on you. So, Yeah could be i mean because like where does the idea of morality come from we have so many divergent ideas about what is moral or not moral um that that, that are you know and so it's kind of this chaotic sort of yeah. existence so it's like well what if there was what if there was a unifying uh basically a unifying truth that says here's a moral code to guide you and then if you choose to access me and uh i'll give you i'll give you power is the and, whole bible the moral code or just the the happy happy hippie jesus parts I don't, I don't see Jesus entirely as a happy hippie, but <laughs> you know, some spot, well, I mean, a lot of the happy hippie stuff is taken from uh, the Buddha and on and, and the other religions and ideas that were going around at the time. So, I mean, just Jesus probably didn't come up with these things just so that, you know, that, and, and that, and that's your, you know, you say, Hey, this is what, this is what people who, who want to dis you know, disprove the Bible are going to go around and say, well, this person had this idea and this person had this idea. And so they on. did, so they've like, actually got documented proof of other religions and other ideas before the Bible actually having the same thing, love your neighbor, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Sure. But what, what we don't, what we don't find in these other things um, is like the old Testament where Yahweh mm -hmm. gives you a set of rules, 613 rules that he thinks are holy, righteous, perfect, and good. And in these rules, you're killing kids, you're burning your daughter, um, rape victims are being killed because they didn't scream loud enough, uh, women who are unclean because they have a natural monthly cycle. I mean, there's so many laws and ridiculousness in, in there. And Jesus doesn't really touch on much of that except for, yeah, just don't worry about that. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. But that's still in there. That's still what God thinks is perfect, holy, righteous, and good. So at that point, I have a problem with that God character. Right. And you're, you're welcome to, to have that problem, you know, because that, that's, this is how you interpret what you read. And again, you're interpreting it through the lens, I think, I could be wrong, but it seems to me you're interpreting through the lens of, well, I have my version of morality based on my version of morality and what I see, if mm -hmm. there's any purpose to life, and, and I don't see that there's an existence after this life, that it just sounds like a miserable existence. No, no. Based on my morality, I can tell you it's not good to stone children to death, to, to have women marry their rapist um there's a lot of slavery i don't think that's a good one either there's a lot of stuff that i just use my morals to tell which you which come from where to tell not from the god that says this stuff is okay clearly right. clearly where, where... i did not get my morals from the guy that says all of these things are okay and you're telling me you got your morals from that guy that says all these things are okay that's where i have the disconnect that's my sure. issue yeah and I don't have all, all of the answers that you would you would like, and I don't even have a convincing nope. one, which You're is good. probably I don't know is my but... favorite answer, Jonathan. Just so yeah. you know. <laughs> right. And so so I don't claim to understand it all. And there are parts of the Bible that I think are really difficult to read and go, hmm, mm. you know, I don't, you know. But then if we if we look at God as the giver of life, we would say, well, if God is the giver of life, then he he has he has the option mm. or he has the right to to give and take as he sees fit. Yeah, I don't see that as a good thing though. Um I'll let you have the last word. We're, we're okay. about out of time here. Last oh, yeah. word and then plug your stuff for me. Uh, what's, what's the last word? Ah, I think, I think uh, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm an inf uh, infallible, no, the opposite of infallible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fallible guy who is just trying to learn how to live in, in a way that is seemingly good and create good in this world. Hmm. And so I, I found 
that there, there is a code, which is the teaching of Jesus that I, that I try to live by. And I, I certainly don't do it perfectly, nor do I have all the answers, but it's always interesting to have these things probed. And I figure one day we're going to, one day we're going to figure this out. It just might not be while we're still alive here. Like <laughs> that's how I see it, you know? Gotcha. So, well, the answer is 42. In case you're wondering, that's the answer to the ultimate question. Why don't you go ahead and uh, <laughs> tell us where we can find your stuff? <laughs> uh, you can go to freedomnutritioncoach.com if you want to check out my nutrition coaching. Um, I have better answers when it comes to nutrition coaching because I mean I've I've actually yeah. uh, studied that <laughs> really well. I've done a better job of studying that than than the Bible. I'm still a very like beginner sort of student of the Bible. Um, and johnmclernan.com. I also teach people how to build online businesses because it's kind of a useful skill in today's world. Absolutely. And Thank you between, for that. <laughs> between the before and after is my podcast where we explore people's stories of overcoming significant hardships and, and how they got through that. So awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today and your answers, especially if you don't know. Take care. Uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch, man. It's been a pleasure. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? I sleep i always gargle with voodoo ranger it's great for the teeth and your gut